0: How can a coach become wealthy? There's really only a few ways that I'm aware of. One way is to create lots and lots of very successful programs that they can sell that does not involve much of their time. That's one way. Mm -hmm. The other way is to go from having a coaching practice to a coaching business. And a coaching business means that you brought other coaches into your company and they now Are working on clients for you.
1: The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hello and welcome to the Online Marketing Show. This is your host, Joey Bushnell. Today's special guest is Mitch Russo. Go to coachingsystemarchitect.com to find out more about him. Mitch has a system for helping coaches to scale their business um, and he's going to be sharing this system with us today. So if you run your own coaching practice, then you're really going to want to hear today's episode because uh, Mitch is going to be sharing with us how to get more coaching clients. Um, he's also going to be talking about how to set up the foundations of your coaching business, so that it does have the capacity for real growth, um, you know, so that you can you know replicate yourself and bring other coaches on board and really take your coaching business to a different level. So that's all on the way and much, much more. So stay tuned. Mitch, thank you very much for being on the call with me today.
0: My pleasure, Joey. Delighted to be with you,
1: Mitch, as I just mentioned, um, you help coaches to grow their businesses. So how did you get started with this?
0: Well, you know, Joey, I've been working as a coach just about all of my adult life in one form or another. When I sold my software company back in 1994, um, it, I went right into being a coach again. In fact, I started a coaching company for entrepreneurs and new businesses. And then I did other things. After that, I but then later returned to coaching again uh, after I had worked as a coach for quite a while, um, helping again small companies and uh, and small businesses. Then later, I teamed up with my friend Chet Holmes. Now, you may know Chet Holmes. Mm-hmm. Chet was the founder of Chet Holmes International, and then later, we merged with Tony Robbins to create Business Breakthroughs International. And when we did that, we had an unbelievable opportunity to create a training, coaching and consulting company, uh, and make it world known. And, and we did just that. We grew it to nearly 30 million in sales. At one point, we were receiving 3,000 phone calls a week of people who heard our spot on the radio Mm -hmm. and wanted more information. So we had to build our coaching organization again. And in this case, what happens when you start to accumulate 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 coaches, things happen and you learn from those mistakes. Mm -hmm. And boy, did I get a chance to learn a lot in that process. So later after I left Chet Holmes, once again, started consulting and coaching on my own, I found that my clients were actually coaches. Mm -hmm. And after working with two or three coaching organizations, I noticed a pattern. They all seem to have roughly the same desires and some of the same problems. So I thought I would create some videos to bring to prospective clients and say, look, before we get started, why don't you watch these videos and then from there we can spend time together. Well, those videos kept multiplying and eventually this became what is now known as Coaching System Architect, which is the course that I created just for coaches to help grow their business.
1: So you've got a lot of experience there, Mitch. You've built your own huge coaching companies. You've helped your clients to build their own coaching companies. Um, so you're in a really good position to help us here. So, you know, definitely any coaches listening to this, um, you know, please stay tuned for the whole episode. So, okay. First question. Let's begin with a definition. Um, and I know that this sounds, you know, really quite obvious, but first of all, how would you define a coach or a coaching business? What is it? And also, you know, maybe this one is not so obvious. How does coaching differ from consulting?
0: Sure. Well, that's a good question. I define coaching as more or less giving advice, being a cheerleader, bringing guidance and knowledge into a business organization or a business, or in this case, a person maybe, and helping them get through whatever they're trying to deal with, whether it's a life issue or a business issue. That to me is a coach. A consultant Is somebody who rolls up their sleeves and begins doing the actual work that the business requires to proceed or to grow or to get to the next level. So think about it as a consultant does stuff and a coach talks or provides advice.
1: So a a consultant would still provide strategy, but... In addition to that, they're also rolling up their sleeves and getting stuck in there with the implementation, um, whereas a coach provides strategy, advice, tips, and all that kind of thing, but then the client has to go and implement those things.
0: That's exactly right. If I'm coaching you, then I'm giving you um, the, the wisdom that I have about what you're doing in your business, but I'm leaving it to you to actually do the work. Sure. If you were hiring me as a consultant and you said to me, Mitch, I need three sales letters, I would say, fine, uh, let's write them together. You take a rough draft and I'll polish them up for you. So I'm doing. You know, If you said to me, Mitch, we're having a trade show and I need somebody to come down and I want you to come down. I want to pay you to come down and I want you to watch what goes on. I want you to help me with clients. I want you to advise me on how to make the next trade show better. That's a consultant.
1: Is there much of a difference in terms of the prices that consultants and coaches can charge? And also, I guess, um, something that is quite nice, I'd imagine, about the uh, the coaching element is that it's less hands-on, you know, in terms of, of time spent on each project, on each um, client. I'd imagine it's less involved.
0: Correct. And uh, I prefer to be a coach because I believe I could be just as effective as a coach then, as a consultant. On the other hand, I've been hired as a consultant many times, and I love doing that. Um, you know, I'm not real keen on traveling a lot, but I do it, I do it for clients, no problem at all.
1: Okay. So, let's talk about some of the biggest mistakes or limitations that make it difficult for a coaching business to grow. And then on the flip side, could you let us know what we should do instead to allow it to grow?
0: Of course. So, one of the things that I noticed when I work with coaches is trying to basically make sure that they stay safe. Now, staying safe is sort of a broad generalization, but let me explain. Mm -hmm. When clients come to coaches and coaches work with clients, there is a relationship between the coach and the client. That relationship needs to be very, very, very clearly defined. And the danger is that if it's not, then the client may believe that the coach is responsible for more, for example, than they really are. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, having full legal protection is essential to entering into a relationship with the client. Now, I'll go one step further. I know that many coaches have coaching contracts Maybe they got them off the web. Maybe they had them created by their attorney. Most coaching contracts are inadequate. Most coaching contracts don't deal with some of the most important issues about that relationship. And one of them is responsibility. So it's clearly, it's it's something that is imperative that coaches make sure that they define that they are not responsible. I use phrases like, you get to say no, it's your company. The decision to do or not do something is always your decision. I actually put that in my agreement when I work with clients. So when you when I start working with a coach, the first thing I do is I say, well, you should send me your client contract and let me take a look at it. And that's where I always find those types of
1: issues. Okay. So anyone listening to this, Mitch, they might be thinking like, oh, you know, that sounds really difficult. I I hate dealing with legal stuff. I, I don't want to bother with that kind of thing. So for anyone that's, that may be thinking that, I mean, are documents and contracts really necessary? You know, what, what's the worst that could happen if that isn't in place?
0: Well, I'll tell you a quick story. When, um, when I was running my last company, uh, we had coaches, we had lots and lots of coaches and one of my coaches was on the phone with a client and just off the cuff made a comment about a particular advertising campaign they were doing and he looked at the advertising and said you know i don't know i don't i don't think i would do that or you know what you ought to do this and that client took that to heart and changed the whole advertising program around the coach's advice mm-hmm. now the disaster here was that the the entire campaign failed and it almost came down to literally what the coach told them to do so the coach kind of gave them bad advice mm-hmm. so now the con- the client comes back and says to us you're responsible I want you to pay for my losses on advertising that didn't work well mm-hmm. at this point you know now as the owner of the company uh, I looked at my coach I said did you say that and he says well I might have said it but I didn't you know we didn't talk about it so the coach was hemming and harring. but ultimately the coach did in fact give that client the advice that that he had used mm-hmm. now here was the snag we had a coaching contract We were prepared for something just like this in our contract. Mm -hmm. The problem was the coach forgot to get the contract signed. So now we had a legal issue. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a legal issue before. Now we had a legal issue. And it required that I stepped in and it required that I work with the client. And I it required that I come up with an idea that would make the client feel good enough not to sue us. Mm -hmm. And in this case, we resolved it but it took a long time and it was difficult and it was unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. And there are variations of this story that I've heard throughout my years helping coaches. And it always comes down to the same thing. Either you had the wrong contract, your contract didn't cover you or you didn't have a contract at all.
1: I know you also tell a story sometimes, Mitch, about um, a lady who had some of her intellectual property taken from one of her own coaches. So would you mind letting us know a little bit about that?
0: Of course. So another client of mine who happens to be uh, someone who's, who's well-known uh, had, a, had a group of coaches working for her, mm-hmm. and this particular coach was absolutely wonderful. She was maybe her best coach ever. The issue that she had found out about, which she did not know, is that this wonderful coach of hers had taken all of her intellectual property, my client's intellectual property, and posted it on her website as her own. Mm -hmm. So now she's stuck and doesn't know what to do. We get on the phone and we start to talk about it. It turns out that we, and we looked at the website, it's virtually everything that she had given in confidence to her, her coaching staff was now publicly visible on this other woman's website. Mm -hmm. So what she did after working with her, I helped her come up with a solution. And in this case we had to go back to that coach and we had to have them take everything off of the website and then sign a confidentiality agreement to prevent her from doing this again. Mm-hmm. In exchange for that, we were able to give her some some rights that she had not had before. But now here's the interesting twist. In the package of contracts that I provide my clients, we cover this completely. We cover it in our confidentiality and non-disclosure agreement, which all my clients get when they work with me. With my coaching system architect master class. So we use that very same contract. Her coach signed the contract. She was now elevated from a senior coach to a master coach, which gave her the right to do a few extra things. She was happy. My client was happy, but none of this should have happened. Mm-hmm. It was only because she wasn't protected. So Joey, what I'm explaining here is we need to create a foundation for growth. Mm-hmm. And, and what I'm describing here you know, it sounds so far like our conversation is all about lawyers and legal and problems. But see, ultimately what I'm about is I'm helping coaches become wealthy. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that's a, I almost think that that's earwash. You know, you hear people say that it just goes one in ear and out the other. But let me explain what I mean by that. A coach makes a living. A coach might even make a good living. But how can a coach become wealthy? There's really only a few ways that I'm aware of. One way is to create lots and lots of very successful programs that they can sell that does not involve much of their time. That's one way. Mm-hmm. The other way is to go from having a coaching practice to a coaching business. Mm-hmm. And a coaching business means that you've brought other coaches into your company and they now are working on clients for you. Brilliant. So let me take this one step further. Mm-hmm. Let's say that you're making a good living, you're making eighty or a hundred thousand dollars a year as a coach, and you're kind of okay with that. You're paying the bills, maybe some months a little short if the car breaks down or or something happens. But now you said, what do I got to do? I love coaching. I want to be a coach, but how do I get beyond this bill by the hour conundrum? Mm-hmm. And here's how you do it. It's simple. It's not let me let me take a step back here. When I say it's simple, it's because I know how to do it, meaning, now that I know how to do it it's simple but this is what you do in effect what you do is you hire one coach first and then another coach now let's say for a moment you're sharing the revenue with your hired coach where they're paying you're getting um 100% of the coaching fees and you give them 50 so now you're splitting the coaching revenue with your new coach in exchange you provide structure you provide an environment you provide infrastructure the software the tools and you provide lead flow and clients what they get is they get they don't have to market anymore which most coaches hate doing and at the same time they get to be part of a group and take advantage of the intellectual property that you've already developed Mm -hmm. now all you have to do is bring two new coaches into your organization and you fully and completely replaced your income Mm -hmm. you you see what i'm saying
1: yeah i mean uh, a little bit like a franchise is that is that kind of the concept here
0: In, in a sense, it's not really though, because they still work for you. So you're not really franchising, but you are in fact bringing people into your organization and you're help, you're getting them to help you with your client load. Mm -hmm. And, and once that happens, you start to see, well, geez, I guess if I brought two or three more people in, I now can start bringing doubling and tripling what I used to make having to work all the time myself. So you're moving and transitioning from being the coach to the ceo Mm -hmm. now you're the ceo of your company and that means you're now running a business doesn't mean that you can't coach doesn't mean you can't keep your longtime favorite clients but now you have two three maybe four coaches out there all working for you make sense
1: Yes, it, ma- it makes perfect sense. Um, and I've, I've seen, I, I, as you've mentioned um, before, Tony Robbins does this very successfully. Um, Brian Tracy does this very successfully. And, you know, plenty of other people do it very successfully as well. And I know coaches who work for both of those guys, for Tony and Brian. Um, and those coaches are, you know, they love their job. They're having a good time, but I'm sure that, um, Tony and Brian, they're enjoying it even more being the CEO and having a a piece of the pie from all of their coaches. So, um, you know, that's really cool. And uh, s- certainly that concept definitely makes uh, a lot of sense to me. So moving on, what do you feel about group coaching versus one-on-one coaching? You know, is, is group coaching, you know, maybe perhaps uh, training online via a webinar or Google Hangout or whatever, is that as effective as one-on-one coaching, or do you believe that coaching clients really need a one-on-one environment to really succeed with their coach? Uh,
0: Before I answer your question, I want to go back a step and just make a point about what I said earlier. Sure. You you don't have to be Tony Robbins Mm -hmm. to enjoy having a coaching business. I have clients who have four or five coaches and who live in beautiful homes that they could never afford as a standalone coach. Mm -hmm. That's the only point I wanted to
1: make. Sure, sure.
0: To answer your question, group coaching is perfect and wonderful as long as it applies to what you're doing. I personally believe that there's a place for both. Mm -hmm. So for example, in my course, the master class, I provide group coaching. And the reason is is because we're all focused on the same topic. I got all of my students, all the coaches who come to work with me are all trying to do the same thing, which is to grow a business. So if coach number one has a problem in their business, coach number two hears that problem and the solution and benefits from that process. So that's where group coaching really, really works well in an environment where we're all dealing with a common issue or a common problem.
1: Okay, so growing a coaching business um, just like any other business needs good marketing and good lead generation. What marketing and lead gen strategies work really well for a coaching business?
0: See, once again... I, I like that question because it allows me to describe what I've seen to be successful in the past. Mm-hmm. So what seems to be successful, what I have done myself is this concept of specialization. So once I decide, I could say I'm a business coach and, um, at that point I could hang up a shingle and have a business card printed, Mitch Russo business coach. Well, that's great. Except what does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know, Does that mean that I will install POS software for retail stores as a business coach? Absolutely not. I don't do that. Mm -hmm. So somewhere there needs to be a definition. So if we take this idea of defining what you do deeper and deeper and deeper, what we get down to really is what is it that you're a specialist in? What is it that you love to do so much that if you – it's amazing that they even pay you to do it because you love to do it so much and – There's a gift that you have that gets amazing results with your clients. Once you figure that out, and I take people through this process in my course, once you figure that out, then all of a sudden now, your marketing becomes very, very focused. So now from this perspective, you could say, my specialty is, and from here, now your audience gets much smaller. Besides being able to be a general business coach, uh, and I'll give you an example for uh, what happened with a client of mine. I happened to be working with a chiropractor and this particular chiropractor was making a good living. He even had other chiropractors working for him and the business was doing well, but I got on this topic of specialty and all of a sudden he lit up and he started telling me about this thing that he does with breach babies. Do you know what that means?
1: Yeah. It's where the baby comes out feet first.
0: Yeah. Or sideways or something. Yeah. Well, listen to this. This guy, has he he uses a technique to turn a breech baby inside the mother's womb so that the baby will be born normally. Now, this is a chiropractic technique. I don't know how many chiropractors use this technique. It sounded like not many. Mm -hmm. Once he started advertising this service working with moms who have breech baby problems, Not only did his rates triple, but his clientele doubled. Mm -hmm. So this whole idea of specializing and focusing in on the one thing you do affords you two major advantages. One, it allows you to address a smaller group of people who are really looking for your solution. And two, it allows you to charge more money for what you do.
1: How about referrals? I know that for many coaches, referrals is a really big part of how they get new business in. Um, you know, any tips for us there?
0: I do. And this is, again, this, this goes back to common, sensible, long-term business practices that have worked for, for generations. I call it a very simple process called get the testimonial. There isn't a single client that I've had that I have not asked for a testimonial from, but Here's what's different and here's what's changed. Nowadays, you don't have to say, hey, write me up a paragraph or two so I can stick it on my website. You could say, hey, grab your phone and do a selfie and tell me a little bit about the benefits that you've received by working with me. Mm-hmm. Now, what what I think is a great idea is to take these selfies and now you can transcribe them and still put them on your website, but you could also have a gallery of all the people that you've worked with who you've helped who really, really love what you do, and now your testimonials are working for you. Now, while you get your testimonial, the next thing that you might do, and of course, again, it's standard business practices here, is to ask for a referral. Hey, is there anybody else you know who you think might benefit from working with me? And referrals are a little hard because people are a little shy about giving out you know, their friends' names, but... What I find is that more times out of not, they're going to do it if they really love what you did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then I use the referral system to go ahead and call clients. Now, another simple way of marketing, which is to find businesses in the same, addressing the same clientele as you do. So one of the things that you might be able to do is go to a practitioner of sorts. Like, for example, my chiropractic friend went to acupuncturists. And said, why don't we work together? I could put your business cards and I can even do a write-up on my website about your acupuncture work if you would do the same for me. Bingo. It worked great. Mm -hmm. Now the acupuncturist is getting more clients and the chiropractor is getting more clients and there's absolutely no conflict between the two.
1: Brilliant, Brilliant strategy, Mitch. Um okay, so let's talk about uh, results because a, a coach, I'd imagine you know their reputation lives or dies by the results that they are able to get for their clients. So how do you make sure that this happens as as a coach? How do you transfer knowledge and information to another person so that they understand it and implement it and get the results that they're they're seeking?
0: So I'm going to sort of reposition your question a little bit, Joey. What what I the way I interpret what you're asking me is well what happens if I bring another coach into my company? Mm-hmm. How do I make sure that they are duplicating exactly what I know and exactly how I help others? Is that kind of what you're asking? Uh,
1: yeah, kind of I mean um i guess i'm I'm still kind of thinking from the perspective of maybe some of the people listening to this, they are the only coach in their business right now. But obviously, as you've mentioned, ideally we should be elevating uh, above that and, and, uh, and having other coaches working for us. So, um, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess the same applies. It's just one level higher, but it's the same question. You know, no matter who is doing the coaching, the coaching business has to get results for the client. So how is that done?
0: Well, first of all, I'm a very big believer in training. I am, I have built companies where we had coaches that simply didn't understand how to learn from their, uh, the coaching organization itself. And we used to have things like a bunch of documents online and we used to have things like, um, uh, thing videos they could watch and phone calls they could listen to. But ultimately what it came down to is that if you took the spectrum of coaches we hired, some of them really got it and really duplicated the material, and others kind of got it. Mm-hmm. A- and it's the ones that kind of got it that didn't quite do as well as the others. So about the point where we were getting to around 30, 40, or 50 coaches, we started looking at ways to train them. And I came across something. Um, my My brilliant vice president of coaching came to me with this idea about using automated training solutions. Now, at the time, I had never heard about those, but later they became they be, they actually played a major role in my life uh, because that's what I used to get Tony Robbins to train and build his massive education system using what now is called virtual training software or virtual training environment. So, I began a search for the best possible automated learning management software I can find. And I then started to go through each of them one at a time. And and believe me, there's lots and lots of them. And and, and they're very expensive. There's lots and lots of them, and they're expensive. But out of all of them, I found one in particular that I really love, and I'm going to tell you about that in a minute. So let me explain what automated training is all about. Automated training is a way to ensure comprehension. Mm -hmm. So beyond watching a video and beyond listening to somebody's conversation, um, this is a system that absolutely ensures full comprehension by testing knowledge throughout the educational process. Mm-hmm. So if I had a, a learning management system that I had built for you, let's say we were working on something together. You're about to train your coaches. Mm-hmm. What we would do is we would pour your content into this environment and we would break it up into chunks. And at the edge of each chunk, we would pop up a test or a quiz or an assessment, and we would make our new coach go through this entire process of, of answering several questions, nothing long, and then moving on to the next one if they had a 100% score, full comprehension. If they didn't get full comprehension, they went back and they restudied the material until they did. So do you see the difference now? Instead of sitting there and watching a video for 45 minutes and checking your email on your phone while you're doing it, Now you're watching videos of 15 minutes, seven minutes, nine minutes, and having to pop up, take this pop-up test that comes in. And if you don't pass the test, you know, you're going to have to watch the video again. Mm -hmm. So what's best is to really pay attention, watch the test, absorb the material and then pass the assessment so that you can go on to the next step. Does that make sense to you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mitch I don't know how it is over in the States but over here in the UK we have um, you know a similar test to that when we learn how to drive and it's called a driving theory test and it's kind of a a mixture of you know knowledge you know being able to answer certain questions about driving on the road there's also a a simulation aspect to it where you are looking at a, a screen and you're avoiding certain hazards they call that the hazard perception test so But the point is, I'm trying to make is that until you've passed that test, you are not allowed to then, you know, get your full driving license. So you have to keep going back again and again and again until you've passed it. So that, you know, that definitely makes sense. So that's how you've trained your coaches to be able to be coaches. But how do your coaches then transfer information to their clients? Is is it a similar way or is it a different process?
0: Well, that's, that's the beauty of a system like this. In other words, if, um, if you set up a system like I'm about to explain to you, as an and I've been talking about, then you could transfer your knowledge and actually create courses for your clients. Mm-hmm. So besides involving them in a coaching, uh, a coaching process, your clients can now take your course while they're working with you if you choose to do that. So I have a gift for your audience. Would sure. you like me to talk, talk about that?
1: Yeah, please do.
0: Okay, so I have, after years of discovery, I've found the absolute most perfect training environment, and here's the best part. I can arrange for you and your clients to get five seats in this training environment for free, forever. So what that means is that you can create your courses. In fact, I think you can create as many courses as you want, and you could train up to five people for no charge for as long as you want to use this program.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Let me, let me give you the, here's how to get it. Mm -hmm. You go to tiny.cc forward slash Mitch, tiny.cc forward slash Mitch. And that will bring you to the screen. And all you got to do is log in and you are now, you now have that environment and you own those five seats forever for free. Now, in my opinion, you may never need more than 5 seats and for that reason alone this thing is an incredible value. And now you can build your courses online using in my opinion the best uh, learning management system available and train all your coaches as they come in for nothing which is wonderful.
1: Wow Mitch that was um incredible I'm blown away by that thank you very much that's really uh, really really generous of you. It sounds like a really cool resource. Okay so Tell us more about your course, Coaching System Architects, which, which you have over at Coaching System Architect.com, because I think that's really relevant to the things that we've been discussing today.
0: Oh, sure. Um, the course itself, as I said before, came out of my own work with other coaches. And what I found is that before I can get into building a foundation for my helping my clients build the foundation for their own coaching business, I thought that it would be best to review. What I thought of is some simple but powerful marketing techniques. So right from the beginning, I start with this idea of specialization. Then from learning how to specialize, I then take them into a process that I call my simple message generator or my simple marketing message generator. And what this really is, it's a way of taking that specialty and creating a marketing message that you could use in 30 seconds or less when you meet somebody new. That same marketing message can be used on a business card, on your website, in any environment at all. But what it does is it forces you to really take your specialty, find the, the biggest benefits of it, and then find the audience that was most likely to want it. That's what the marketing system I teach is all about. From there, we move on to creating what I call transformational programs. This is how coaches get to double and triple their hourly rates and move from billing by the hour Remember the billing by the hour conundrum, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we move from the conundrum of billing by the hour to these transformational programs. And these programs can be priced at five or seven or 10 or $20,000. And at this point, you have people buying results, not hours. So now what I consider is that once we have coaches who know how to do all this, now we can start building a foundation. At that point, we start by Uh, really building the legal framework for your, for your business. And that's where you get to use all of the legal templates that my lawyer has created for us. Now I work with this lawyer for 20 years. This is an individual who knows me, knows what I want, knows the problems I've had and how to, how we solve them. So other lawyers probably wouldn't be aware of the techniques that I have employed in these contracts. Mm -hmm. Now, once we, once we get these contracts in place and once we get our marketing message and specialization in place. I think of that as the foundation. From there, at this point, we go through a reactivation plan. We mean go back to old clients with our specialty and we do our best to reactivate as many of them as we can. So that brings some business in. That helps uh, obviously pay for the course, but more importantly, it gives you a position to now start to bring in additional coaches to help you with the, with the new business that's starting to flow in. Now, once we get through the course to the point where we are, uh, I train people how to hire. I train them how to screen. I show them all the techniques that I learned building a recruiting agency for Tony and Chet, uh, and offering that to our clients. At one point, we had five active recruiters recruiting 20 people a month. So we really knew recruiting. Now we apply all those techniques to coaches. Now one of the things I did just for my clients. Is I actually had one of the top personality screening and testing companies in the world create a special screening test just for coaches. That test is only available through me and through coaching system architect. And I make my clients, I make that available to all my clients so that when they start screening, they have the best tool ever to, to train or to uh, test new coaches. So now we get to the point where we're starting to begin the hiring process. So now you need to know how to hire, how to pay, what structure to put in place. This is where we start to have some fun and start to re-envision what your real company will look like once you have one, two, three, five, seven coaches. So then we go through that process and we strategically create the plan for your coaching business. And then finally at that point, once we have all of this in place in terms of a plan, Then we build your learning management system together. I show you through the learning management software. I take you through the process. I show you how i built mine and how you could build yours. And then finally at the end, you're ready to go. You have a strong foundation. You have your hiring process in place. You have all of your training in place. All you got to do now is do the work. That's what my course is all about. And I'm here throughout the entire process in a group coaching environment Uh, as well as, uh, some individual coaching for my clients to get them through this process.
1: Great. Well, um, Mitch, thank you very much for letting us know all about the coaching system architect course. And with that, we'll wrap things up there in terms of today's episode. But you're going to be coming back on a future episode as well in a couple of weeks time because you're about to launch a new book. So I'm really looking forward to that. And, um, you know, thank you for what we've discussed uh, today. Um, I hope it was helpful for everyone listening as always thank you very much for 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 joining us and uh as ever if you enjoyed the show then uh please leave us a positive review on itunes it's uh you know it's really appreciated finally mitch thank you very much for being on the call today and um, i'll speak to you again in a couple of weeks time
0: very good joey thank you very much
1: the online marketing show with joseph bushnell helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic Improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen. Take action. Make money.